This podcast is brought to you by Emily Now. Do you know what your business is worth? Do you know what it should be worth if it was maximizing its potential? Emily Now is an easy-to-use online business valuation platform that can instantly help you understand what your business is worth today and what it could be worth tomorrow. Entrepreneurs are using Emily Now on a weekly and monthly basis to ensure that they are building a profitable and valuable business. Try Emily Now for free by visiting mlenow.com. Emily Now, leading provider of instant online business valuations. It's very easy to get into business, but there's very little thought given to how do you get out of business. On this week's episode, it's been a while, but I'm going to talk about that. And I'm going to recap two major transactions that happened out there in the world today as examples. All right, it's been a minute. I've missed you. Have you missed me? <laughs> I've been podcasting for the last several months. So I've had my head down working on a couple of different projects and uh, trying to stay focused on the businesses that I'm responsible for. And we've got some specific targets that we're trying to hit. And the only way to hit them is to stay focused. But I am back. This is Dylan's podcast where I get to share some of the thoughts that I'm having regarding business and being an entrepreneur, some of the challenges, some of the opportunities, some of the learnings in hopes that an entrepreneur listening to this might be encouraged or might be able to find their way through a problem that they are having. And today I am going to spend some time talking about how easy it is to get into business, to get into partnerships, uh, to get started on what seems to be a great idea, but then uh, there's very little thought given and I'm probably the most guilty person I know of uh, who does this, of how do you get out of these opportunities once you've gotten into them? Uh, is there an exit strategy? And then I've also discovered over the past uh, several months as I continue to chat with entrepreneurs who are taking advantage of MLENOW.com. That's an instant online business valuation platform that I have built to try and solve my own problem of understanding what my businesses are worth, but more importantly, understanding what I need to be working on with my teams in order to make these businesses worth more. So in talking with entrepreneurs, I've discovered that, you know what, entrepreneurs generally don't think too much about their exit strategy because they generally don't care about it. However, when you meet an entrepreneur that knows exactly what they're working towards, It is incredibly refreshing and, in my case, inspiring. It's been so inspiring, in fact, that I've gone back to revisit what I'm doing every day and what I'm trying to work towards in and amongst all of the challenges. And so I thought it would take some time to sort of share what I've learned and what I've discovered. Uh, But before I do that, I found uh, two articles or I guess there were two major transactions that happened this week. This is uh, September the 15th, 2021, and two transactions back-to-back that I think highlight uh, some, very int- some very neat and interesting uh, insights into what it means to be an entrepreneur. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about that if you're not interested in me giving you some hot takes on a couple of events in the marketplace, then you can go ahead and fast forward to my commentary on uh, what I've learned about how easy it is to get into business and how difficult it is to get out. And if you look at the show notes, uh, it'll tell you what sort of where you need to jump ahead in order to, to do that. So uh, first major major transaction or the first news piece worth talking about is MailChimp's $12 billion sale to Intuit. So this is a company that 
um, has now created a couple of billionaires, the founders. Um, man, it look, I think they, it looks like here they've been working on MailChimp for 20 years. That's a fella named uh, Ben Chestnut and Dan uh, Kurzuis, I'm guessing is his name. And uh, it's a stock and cash acquisition. So they're going to get some stock in into it. They're also going to get a big payday uh, in terms of a big check um, for about $12 billion. What's interesting about this transaction, I don't know if you've used MailChimp, but they're an online newsletter platform and they allow entrepreneurs and businesses to manage their mailing lists. And uh, um, they have a hundred, sorry, they have 10 million customers, I believe. Let me just see if I can find it here in the article. I think I read somewhere that they had 10 million customers and uh, they're being paid, in essence, um, $12 billion for 10 million customers. And that'll be important in a minute when I contrast it against the other um, uh, transaction that has transpired. So anyway, pretty pretty neat. The reason I even bring it up in the podcast because this is for entrepreneurs as well as for myself. It's a good reminder that you don't, necessarily always need money to get to where you're going. Sometimes if every day, little by little, inch by inch, you can gain some ground in your business or you can move the ball down the field and you can operate out of out of cash flow. Oftentimes you don't need to give away equity in your business. Most times you don't need to take on debt. You just need to have a very good understanding of the value proposition that you're providing to the marketplace. Make sure your margins are are, are strong and you can grow organically without going through like an angel investor and then a seed investor and then a series A, B, C, D, all the way to going public. And I should note that some businesses are designed for that. So there are some businesses like take an Uber or an Airbnb as an example. Uh, These are businesses that need to get to scale very, very quickly in order to make any kind of money. And so, you know, um, organically waiting for the business to grow isn't going to happen. But a business like MailChimp, or even the businesses I'm involved in, you know, they don't really need equity funding. Uh, We simply need to take our margin. We need to manage it well by taking care of our costs. And over time, the pile of cash grows. As the pile of cash grows, you're able to reinvest into the business. And if you do that well over a long enough period of time, in this case, 20 years, uh, then someone comes along and says, you know what? We think this is worth something to us, and so here's a check for it. And in the case of MailChimp, they were able to bootstrap their entire business for 20 years, operating only off of the margin that they made uh, by selling their product to customers who paid for it and saw value in it. And now they're going to walk away with with a big payday. So that that's that's pretty great. And quite frankly, very inspiring because uh, as I work on my startup, our online instant online valuation platform, it encourages me to think about, you know, is this is the type of business I'm building one that requires an injection of capital or does it really just require some focus, a lot of time, and uh, can it grow organically? And so uh, I'm working on the organic approach because I think that that's the kind of business that it is. It doesn't necessarily merit an investment unless uh, for some reason I feel like I need to get to a level of scale um, before someone else does, in which case then you need money in order to do that. And there's lots of examples of lots of other businesses where they take the same approach. Um, but the trend, so then on the other side of that coin, another software company started by a couple of Australians and it's a company called Canva. So it's an online uh, design uh, 
I would you call it design website, kind of like Adobe, uh, like, you know, you can, you can edit pictures, you can make Facebook posts, you can make brochures and infographics. And it's a product that I use. In fact, I've used it for years. It's an amazing product. I do have a subscription to it. And, uh, th- just this week, the company had announced, um, that they've raised seventy one million million at a valuation of $15 billion. So that comes a few months after it had just finished raising about $60 million at a $6 billion valuation. So the company to date has raised about $390 million for a website that allows you to do a bunch of graphic design work. And if you contrast that against MailChimp, it's a website that allows you to create newsletters, uh, manage your mailing lists, someone like me might look at these transactions and go, wow, there are two transactions on either end of the the spectrum um, in terms of one didn't raise any money, one has raised a whole bunch of money. Fundamentally, they're both kind of in the same uh, general area in terms of a website helping people do something that they couldn't otherwise do unless they hired graphic designers or unless they hired marketing people to actively manage mailing lists. But Goes, just goes to show you there's no one size fits all. Every, every entrepreneur is going to make a different decision about how they approach their business based on their vision. But it also ties into the topic of today's uh, podcast, which is that it's easy to get into business, very tough to get out if you don't put any thought to it. And so do you sell, shut down, or do you wait and see? And it would seem to me MailChimp's strategy was wait and see. Let's just run a really great business and let's wait and see uh, what happens. Whereas Canva's business has been to sell, sell, sell. So they're one day probably going to exit, maybe through an IPO. So they will go to the public market. They will sell shares in their company and the founders at that time will be able to take a bunch of money off the table versus say the founders of MailChimp who aren't going public uh, because their business really maybe wasn't the kind of business to go public or maybe they weren't interested in taking it public. And so um, they just took a big check off the table, um, and that was their plan all along. So with both of these examples, I think that sets the stage for me to lay out some of my thoughts around what I've discovered in terms of an exit strategy. And what's helpful about it, I had lunch today with a fella and was reminded again of the importance of sort of thinking through what you're doing in your business, and again, being fully cognizant of the fact that some entrepreneurs, I think many entrepreneurs, maybe just don't care to think about it because uh, they're too busy thinking about payroll or they're too busy enjoying the fruits of their labor. But for entrepreneurs that are very focused on building something valuable, making sure they're getting paid for their time, uh, they like the competitive nature of being in business, then thinking about your exit strategy is important. And so some of the questions you can ask yourself when, when you're thinking about your business, obviously, kind of reconsider why you got into business, and then that should help you form an opinion about how you're going to get out of your business. Uh, You can sell your business, you can shut it down, or you can just wait and see what happens. And I think most entrepreneurs take a wait-and-see approach. For myself, I'm one of those entrepreneurs that has taken a wait-and-see approach, and suddenly, uh, through a series of conversations with entrepreneurs and maybe just some self-awareness, I realized that you know what, I actually did kind of have an exit strategy somewhere in the back of my mind, and now I'm, I'm getting to work on, on putting that together. And so both uh, in both instances um, that I'm thinking about right now, uh, my opportunity is going to be to sell the businesses, mostly because I've discovered that in each of the businesses I'm working with right now, uh, they only have 
kind of a maximum ceiling that they can hit. And my job will be to get it there. And then I'm probably not the best person to get it past that ceiling to the next level, mostly because I may not have an interest in doing it. It might also be because I'd like to take some money off the table at that time. But in the, in the interim, I know what I'm working towards. And so it begs the question, what's your exit strategy? How much money do you hope to collect from your business? Um, are you going to collect it through fees? Are you going to take a paycheck? Are you going to take one large payout when the business is sold? Are you going to take annual dividends? But thinking through all of this should, it change, should change how you approach your business every day. And I know for me, in the midst of the chaos and all of the craziness, having uh, spent time thinking through an exit strategy is, um, first of all, it's a good reminder for why I'm doing what I'm doing. When life gets a little bit crazy, it provides me some clarity on where all of the crazy is leading. And honestly, when days are going really good, it actually gives me some, some, it gives me the opportunity to think about maybe other opportunities, or it allows me to examine my own skill set and understand, okay, what am I really good at? What am I not really good at? And, and with this particular opportunity, what is quote unquote, my playbook? What am I, what do I see the business doing? What do I see its potential being? And so no matter what mood I find myself in emotionally or what, what circumstances I might find myself in from day to day, like anything in life, um, if you've got a target that you've set your sights on, then it becomes a whole lot easier to get through those moments. And specifically for an entrepreneur, I think the target of knowing what your exit strategy is really does add a lot of clarity. Um, I know in the, in the one business I'm involved with, um, I'm working with a younger workforce. And so when I first got into the business, um, I had sort of thought of it, you know, in one, in one context. And now that I've uh, taken it over and work uh, pretty actively every day inside of it, I'm discovering that uh, a younger workforce means the business needs to look a little different. And so instead of the traditional corporate hierarchy, uh, I've decided to structure the business more like a, a partnership, like a law firm or an accounting firm, or maybe a consulting practice where uh, the major st stakeholders or the senior management of the business um, work on their own portfolio of business. And then um, as the owner, my job is to provide all of the back-end support that these individuals need in order to achieve their own personal goals. And then corporately, we're able to achieve ours. And so um, I've had to learn uh, kind of how to, how to change, change my thinking. And as an entrepreneur, you might do the same thing. If you you know, it's not, I don't think it's something you think about once. I think it's a constant sort of mental dialogue that you have in your head about what it is you're working towards. And the truth is, um, I know a handful of entrepreneurs that I would consider pretty close friends and they don't have an exit strategy. And I can usually tell from week to week how they're doing based on, um, based, <laughs> based on their, uh, they, let me maybe say it a different way. I can tell that they are struggling when uh, business gets tough because they don't have anything guiding their efforts. Um, it, it's very common for, an, for, for the entrepreneurs that I, that I interact with and I'm thinking about right now for them to say, well, this is all I know how to do. This is what I'm going to keep doing. And at some point, it's going to become obvious what I'm going to do next. And that's kind of the wait and see approach again, which is fine. But when I talk to these individuals, I can see that their frustration and their anxiety and their stress is usually compounded by the fact that they don't have a destination that they're trying to work towards. So when I think about MailChimp and the founders getting a $12 billion payout on the one hand, I think about Canva 
and them raising hundreds of millions of dollars for their business. It's not the math that's important as much as it is, I think, in both of those examples, the entrepreneurs have, have been very clear on what it is they're trying to achieve. And I think that's a good reminder for me because these are very tangible uh, examples of products that I use and I interact with. And so it's neat to kind of read the backstory and I'll include uh, some links in the show notes so that you can read these stories yourselves. But it also reminds me that, Hey, there's probably an entrepreneur listening to this right now that has never thought about an exit strategy for their business. They don't know if they're building something that's valuable. They, if they are maybe building something that's valuable, they're not really sure how valuable it is more importantly how valuable should should it be compared to maybe uh their the other players in the marketplace and once you get your mind around that again not everyone is interested in that but for the entrepreneurs that are it really does start to get very exciting now business becomes more of a of a of a sport more of a game uh, something that doesn't have to be held so tightly and so and and for me doesn't have to be held with such emotional hands i can let my hands uh, you know uh, open up a little bit more and now look at the business through the lens of how do i play the game properly how do i beat my competitors not not with a vindictive or sadistic uh, uh, motive but just from a motive of wanting to stay engaged and interested in the business and 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 then being able to move with the circumstances and the changes that pop up and occur every day because in small business that's probably the hardest part of being an entrepreneur is just trying to keep up with the level of change and the things that are happening and being available to everyone all the time uh, but once you've got some context then you can start putting in uh, the people that can do a better job than you can um, uh, you can start to hire people that can free up your time so that you can figure out how to redevote that time to other things and that again is kind of the classic entrepreneur dilemma dilemma right I can do this job task better than somebody else can. And so I'm just going to keep doing it. But if you've got some context for what your exit strategy is going to be, then all of a sudden you start thinking, well, maybe I'm not the right person for this, or maybe there's someone else that can do the job better. So that's what I'm thinking about this week. I know it's been a while since you've uh, um, heard me uh, post a podcast, but I'm back to my regular schedule. I'm also doing online workshops for business valuations. So make sure to check that out on, on Facebook. And then, um, Make sure to check out emilynow.com. You can you can get a an email result of your business valuation. You can forward it to me, and I'd be happy to give you some feedback on it. Or you can watch some of the live streams I've been doing about looking at other people's business valuations and uh, what I'm what I'm what advice I have or what learnings I have based on the numbers they presented. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure to hit that subscribe button or or rate or review the podcast so that I know what you think of it and I can make it better and more helpful for entrepreneurs out there that are trying to create profit and build value. 